Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. As we get into hour number two of the Bob France Authority on this Wednesday, the 14th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. All right. There's a lot of ground here to cover. I'm still I'm still just a little bit bent about this uh, about this Chris Cuomo situation. Chris Cuomo, I started to show this. If you do, if you missed it, let me just repeat this for you briefly. If you already heard it, it was a good open. You probably should hear it again. Do you remember when Democrats, led by the likes of uh, low IQ Mad Max, Maxine Waters, um, began and continued their public harassment campaign against Trump officials, telling people um, who opposed to Donald Trump to push back up against his supporters and his administration officials and so on, create hostile environments for them so that they aren't welcome anywhere, create public spectacles of them. Do you remember when this was uh, uh, was the, uh, the, the rule of the day? If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. When Mad Max was calling for the public harassment and the targeting of people in their private lives, while they're in public, but their private lives, are having dinner at restaurants, they're shopping, or whatever the case might be. When she and they called for this public harassment, Conservative journalists, hosts and others, correctly and rightly condemned such behavior. It absolutely was indefensible to call for the public harassment of people because you differ with administration policy, right? 
They did it to Kellyanne Conway. They did it to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I mean, there's a big, long list. I don't have it in front of me. But there's a big, long list of Trump officials who have been hounded and harassed publicly because of what the Democrats told them to do. Conservative journalists called this out correctly and said, this cannot stand. Did you hear even one? One condemnation from CNN? Did you hear one person go on the air and say, no, do not do this, this is wrong? This is public harassment of people based on your political differences. You cannot do this. Leave people alone? No, you didn't. Moreover, more specifically, did you hear Chris Cuomo condemn those types of behaviors, those types of actions? No, you did not. So why should I be so concerned about Chris Cuomo facing, and it's not even like he faced anything close to that. There wasn't a group of people, 15, 20, 30 strong, surrounding him and his family, clapping hands and chanting and screaming, hey, hey, ho, ho, what about you, Fredo Cuomo? Yeah, I just made that up on the spot. Uh, nobody was doing that. Hey, hey, ho, ho, let's get rid of Fredo. I can't quite make the syllables work there, but you understand the point. They weren't doing that. The way they're doing that to Trump administration officials, you had a couple of idiots who went up to him and called him Fredo, and one of them was recording uh, without uh, uh, Fredo knowing it, because they knew it would trigger him. It wasn't nearly as big a deal as what was done to all of those Trump administration officials that I just talked about that were encouraged uh, to be uh, to be assaulted and verbally abused and so on and so forth by Mad Max. The only reason it became as huge of a story as it is, and the reason I'm talking about it right now, is because Cuomo threatened violence, dropped about 30 F-bombs in two minutes, and threatened to beat up those who were calling him Fredo, claiming it was like calling a black person the N-word, which is absurd. So, number one, Chris Cuomo did not defend Trump administration officials from public harassment, and yet now we're supposed to defend him from quote-unquote public harassment? In the form of calling him Fredo, that's number one. And number two, as I said prior, um, this is a guy who is, I think, beyond redemption. You can't feel sorry for a guy, in my estimation, who literally defended and excused assault committed by mask-wearing Antifa members as long as the people they're assaulting deserved it. And how do you deserve it? By being a bigot. Well, who gets to decide what a bigot is? Apparently, the person doing the punching does. This was Chris Cuomo last year. To the day! It was August 14th, 2018, that Chris Cuomo was on television saying that it's okay to punch bigots. Because from a moral standpoint, you're doing the right thing. The problem, of course, being who decides what's a bigot. If somebody's wearing a Klan hood, you might say, clearly a bigot. Go punch him. Of course, that would still be against the law, because guess what? It's not illegal to be a bigot. It's not illegal to be a Klansman. We can hate them, and we do. We can condemn them, and we do. But we can't go punch them. That's assault. But forget about that for a moment. It's not the obvious bigot that we're talking about. It's what Antifa or liberals consider to be a bigot. Who, does, who do liberals consider to be bigots? 
Anybody wearing a red hat? Anybody with a Trump 2020 bumper sticker? Anybody who publicly supports the president? Well, you're a bigot. Because Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon and their colleagues at CNN have declared that Donald Trump is a bigot. And thus, anybody who votes for him or supports him is also a bigot. And if you're a bigot, you can be punched. Who says? Chris Cuomo does. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, yes. But in the eyes of good and evil, here's the argument. If you're a punk who comes to start trouble in a mask and hurt people, you're not about any virtuous cause. You're just somebody who's going to be held to the standard of doing something wrong. But when someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, are they equally wrong as the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. Fighting against hate matters. Now, how you fight matters too. There's no question about that. But drawing a moral equivalency between those espousing hate and those fighting it because they both resort to violence emboldens hate, legitimizes hateful belief, and elevates what should be stamped out. Chris Cuomo just legitimized Antifa violence. Chris Cuomo just legitimized punching people that you see as being hateful. Chris Cuomo just legitimized punching people in red hats because we see them as bigots and bigots from a moral standpoint, from a good and evil standpoint, should be punched. Now, why does this matter today? I'm going to tell you why this matters today. Because it's about to go down again. If you're not paying attention to what's going on in Portland, Oregon, you will be this weekend because they are prepping for another violent confrontation. Some right-wing extremist group or another is planning to protest. What are they protesting? Lord only knows. But they're protesting in Portland this weekend. Antifa has said, not in our house. And they are gathering up their black masks and their black hats and their clubs and their cement cocktails and so on and so forth. And they are ready to commit Chris Cuomo-approved assault against bigots. The FBI is being mobilized right now to try to work to keep that under control, to try to keep the groups apart and stop them. No idea how it's going to go. But what I do know is unless Chris Cuomo gets on CNN tonight and says, I take back what I said about the moral uh, justification for punching bigots, then he is going to be sanctioning more Antifa-led violence against whatever these right-wing idiots are in Portland this weekend. And if people are hurt, particularly if law enforcement officers are hurt, he will be partially responsible for this. And I will then ask my conservative friends once again, you sure you want to defend him for his profane rant and his threat of violence, all because somebody called him Fredo? Ron in Brook Park, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Ron, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Bob, I wouldn't call them two guys idiots. I would call them patriots, all right? You Which know, two guys? I, I know that uh, Hugh Hewitt's a friend of yours, but I find Hugh Hewitt the best. Oh, you mean the two guys who confronted uh, Cuomo? I, I just, yeah, they called I, Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, don't, I don't think they're idiots at all, okay? Here's the problem, Bob. Most conservatives are weak. We, you know, we don't want to admit it, but we are at war with, with the left, okay? 
And while they're lobbing uh, hand grenades at us, we, we extend an olive branch with a cream puff on it, okay? And they are winning the war because we like to think, well, we take the high road. We're better than them. No, we're not better than them. We're just more stupid than they are, okay? Because, like I said, while we're trying to play footsie with them and be nice, and, you know, they are beating the crap out of us. Just like you said, Antifa is already sharpening their swords, getting their masks ready, and you know there's going to be violence. I don't know who the, the, the extreme right wing is. In fact, I'm not even sure what extreme right wing is. Why? Because you believe in God? Is that extreme right wing? Because you believe in sovereignty for your country? Is that extreme? In some people's opinion, yes, it is. That's the problem. So. That's the problem. Because because that's that's ridiculous. To call that extremism is ridiculous. To say, I believe in God, I believe in country, I believe in sovereignty, and so on and so forth. But you're right. right. The problem is, the media will label somebody who believes those things the same as the idiots who are going to be marching with swastikas on signs. And that's the, the extreme right wing. That, Quite frankly, and this is what's really... Annoying to me, by the way, is that's not right wing. Uh, swastikas, swastikas are, are are representation of fascism for crying out loud. That's um, right. uh, and, and right wing, right right wingers are not fascists. The fascists, quite frankly, are the socialists. Uh, socialism and fascist fascism are very very closely linked. They believe in the same governmental control and the belief that the people are the property and so on and so forth. Um, but, but yeah, right. they're going to the march with these swastikas and they're going to brand that to be quote unquote right wingers. And it's just not accurate. The Klan does not represent me and most white people and most conservatives. Neither does the neo-Nazis nor the skinheads or any of those crazy groups out there. But I'm willing to say that as a white person, I would like to see the minority groups say Antifa and Black Lives Matter and Jesse Jackson's of the world do not represent me. You see, if we both would say these idiots on the left and the right that, you know, think that they, that they do represent what's, you know, the country as a right. whole, if right. we would all speak out and denounce them, not just one side, but the Comos and everybody else would speak out and say, these groups are wrong, and if they show up there and they commit violence in uh, Portland, you know, if the cops wail on their heads, so be it. You see, yeah, but well, we don't get that kind of courage. I, I, I That's agree. The yeah, I agree. Uh, mainstream people, black, white, doesn't matter what your race is, need right. to condemn the extremist ideology on their side of the political aisle, no matter who did you, you are. Did you I hear totally how many people were screaming in the background when that idiot Maxine Waters was saying, basically, attack them? Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Maxine Waters is only one voice. I worry about the 20, 30, 40 people behind her going, yeah, right on, let's do it. Well, yeah, the reason we, we know we have to worry about them is because then they went and did it <laughs> over and over and over again to countless numbers of Trump officials. Ron, I got a jet, my friend. I appreciate the phone call. I'm going to get a quick time out here, come back with more of your calls right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1026, let's get a few more phone calls in here before the bottom of the hour. We're guest-free the rest of the way, so if you don't get on now, don't freak out. I'll put you right on after the bottom of the hour news, all right? Andy in Middleburg Heights has been waiting the longest, though. Andy, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, good morning, sir, and thank you for taking my call once again. Bob, you know, these people that keep 
someone's got to put a stop to this. With they keep calling these assault rifles. Anybody can go online, Google, and look what AR stands for. It's Armalite Rifle Company, the guy that started making these. It is not A doesn't stand for assault. It was the name of the company. That's number one. My uh, my only other statement I got to make. And if you need if you need proof, I'll send it to you from listening to another radio station, which it doesn't really matter. Ninety-eight percent of these kids that have done the shooting have been on Ritalin and, and these psychiatric drugs to slow them down since they've been five and six years old. These, the pharmaceutical companies that are working with these doctors that are getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies that are putting all these kids on it. You know, when, when you and I were younger, I'm 78, when we were younger, my mom sent us outside to go play and get that frustration out. You know, we were so... We were so crazy back and, then. Andy, I want to jump in on this because I don't know that that to, that to be 100% accurate, what you're saying I, uh, about the 90-some percent of the shooters. I don't think that is accurate. I don't know that that's ever been proven. Your point, though, is fine. A lot of people have blamed psych- psychotropic drugs for uh, creating behavioral changes in kids, whether that turns them into killers or not or something that I don't think science has proven yet. So I want to be careful on that. Thanks so much for the phone call. Um, Sister Mary Grace in Old Brooklyn next. Hi, uh, Mary. Go right ahead. I'm praying for you, and it has been proven, but we're not going to go there now. Okay. The point is, God loves us very much, and I say, you're telling the truth, and that is what is supposed to be done. Now, if you tell the truth, sometimes it'll set you free, and sometimes it'll put your ass in jail. God bless you. And have a great day. <laughs> Thank you very much for that phone call and that message. Listen, she said uh, that it has been proven. I, I, I have not seen that proof. If somebody wants to send it to me, that ninety percent of 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 murderers, gun. What are we talking about, by the way? Ninety percent of what? People who shoot people with rifles, or just the mass shooters, just certain uh, over a certain number of casualties. I, I don't, I don't know that. I'm not going to go there. Again, I do know that there is science about psychotropic drugs and the impact it can have, how it changes people's personalities, changes their brain waves, their functions, and so on and so forth. That's fine. Uh, but I'm not just going to blanket say, well, doctors prescribing these things are the cause of these things. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Not to mention the fact that, you know, in 99% of the cases where people are prescribed these types of drugs, uh, whether it's Ritalin or anything else for their kids, um, Moms and dads are signing off on it. Moms and dads are the ones saying, I need something because I can't control my, you know, my ADD or ADHD or my whatever kind of kid. Um, so I'm not just going to sit here and blame the science, blame the doctors or anything else. I think there's a lot that would need to be discussed there before I go and pull that, uh, uh, I almost made a bad pun there and said pull that trigger, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Uh, thanks for the points though. I got a lot more great phone calls on the line. I also have two open phone lines. Fill them up now at 216-901-0945. Right back with you after the news on AM 1420, the answer. Ten thirty four, the Bob France Authority continues. AM fourteen twenty, the answer. We got uh, open phone lines the rest of the way today until eleven o'clock. Twenty six minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. I do want to tell you more about the Ken Cuccinelli trend in a moment, but uh, let's get to the phones as promised. Navy man Norm, thanks for your patience. You are on the air. Go ahead, sir. Bob, I can't tell you how much I love President Trump's tweet about uh, Fredo. He said. He is the perfect, Chris Kumos, the perfect example of why we need red, red flag laws, because he has no control of his uh, temperament. We could not trust him with a gun, 
he, he's a maniac. I was laughing. I, I couldn't stop laughing, even though I'm not a big fan of red flag laws. I was going to say, uh, Norm, um, I, I had a huge problem with that tweet. Because what he is essentially saying is what the left is saying. If somebody is deemed to be a hothead who might be dangerous, who's prone to violence, they're not allowed to have guns, which is a blatant violation of the Second Amendment. I, I, I couldn't believe he actually tweeted that. Yeah, well, you know, you got the Fourth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment, too, to come into play. But I personally wouldn't trust uh, Chris Kumo with a gun. I don't know about you, but I would. But, 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 but Norm, no, no, you don't get to do that. I don't get to do that. That's the problem with the red flag law. If you don't like Chris Cuomo, you can call and report, I think this guy's a hothead. Police, go investigate him to see whether or not he's allowed to have a gun. And and without due process, they can go and take his weapon from him while uh, that is being sorted out. You, do you want somebody who doesn't like you to be oh, able no, to, no, to no. say I that thought, about you? I thought, I thought due process always comes into play. There is no due process if you take somebody's gun away and then go back and, 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 and try to decide. President Trump called it, quote, rapid due process, which, as I talked to Peter Kersenow about last week, doesn't exist. There's no such thing as rapid due process. We'll go as quickly as we can on deciding whether or not we think you are stable enough to have a gun. Uh, and, and we're going to take your gun right now and we'll decide whether we give it to you back, uh, give it back to you under quote unquote rapid due process. There is no such thing as rapid due process. Due process is whatever it takes, whatever length of time it takes to find out the truth about someone and, and to make sure that their rights are guaranteed or not, are not violated. These red flag laws are absolute threats to the Second Amendment, to your personal property rights, uh, to your due process rights. I mean, it's a violation of a host of amendments. These red flag laws that the president supports are a disaster. Uh, we we cannot laugh about this and, and support this, uh, uh, Navy man Norm, because we, we literally, this is the beginning of the disarming of the American people based on what somebody else decides is a level of um, mental defect, depression, Anger prone to anger, uh, extreme radical views, maybe somebody who has expressed an anti-government sentiment in the past. Well, he might become a mass shooter someday because of that. We got to take his gun from him. Norm, that's no, my friend. I'm sorry. You can go and respond to it, but I, I, I think you're way off base here. Well, I'm glad you clarified it because I thought that part of that red flag was that they had to give due process before they could take the gun away. No, no. No, no, it isn't. I mean, think about that. How would that work? If, if, if somebody calls you out and says, you're Norm, Navy man Norm in Strongsville is a danger. He shouldn't have a gun. And you're notified of this. We're going to give you due process now. And, and by the way, how are you, Norm, going to prove the negative? How are you going to prove that you're not a threat? How are you going to prove that you're not unstable and that you might not shoot up a building someday? This is what the due process would be. Norm, first of all, two points here. One, you're going to have to prove something that you cannot prove to somebody else's satisfaction. Uh, and number two, um, while, let's suppose you were a nut job. Let's suppose you were somebody who was considering shooting something up, and once they inform you that they're looking into you, all you're going to do is pick up, speed up your timeline. While the quote-unquote due process is going on, you're going to go and shoot up the building before they can take your gun from you. So that's why the order of these things is they're going to take your gun first, then make you prove that you're not a nut so that you deserve to get it back. They, they, this is a t terrible, terrible, terrible suggested law that the president is supporting. 
Uh, I support our president, but I am absolutely pushing back against him on this, and so should everybody who believes in the Second Amendment. Well, I should have I should have been suspicious when I heard Lindsey Graham endorsing those. So evidently, I thought I thought the opposite. But that being said, I do have to share one thing. Our friend Chris Cuomo sent me an email a couple of months back. Oh yeah. In response, oh yeah. In response to an email I had sent him, calling him Guns Cuomo. I don't know if you ever saw the video of him in the gym doing curls and showing off his guns. Yes. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not only did I see that. that uh, did you ever see the Tucker Carlson was mocking him one night, and they actually had video of him that somebody in the CNN uh, uh, studios took cell phone video of him doing upside-down presses uh, prior to the show to pump himself up. He was literally like standing on his hands doing a handstand up against the wall and doing up-downs uh, up against the wall, you know, pumping himself up before yeah. a show. He loves to be on camera showing his muscles and showing what a workout warrior Well, in even before email. going on the air. It's hilarious. In my email to him, I said, <laughs> gun, I said, guns with a question mark. I says, Ron Burgundy, an anchorman, had bigger guns than yours. <laughs> and I'm he sure he didn't. My, Did he really? What did he say? He said, Ron Burgundy's a fictitious person. I'm a real person. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. They're both movie characters. Ron Burgundy it was played by Will Ferrell, and Fredo is played by Chris Cuomo. So they're both movie characters as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All right, hey, Norm, thanks for the call. Thanks for clarifying those red flags for me. Thank you. Yeah, be, uh, thank you. Be very careful. You know, and I'm, uh, look, I'm not telling anybody, well, maybe some people aren't aware of this, but seriously, this rapid due process, what the president was talking about, there would have to be something that would take place after the police. Police, open up. We're here to confiscate your weapons. You've been reported as a potential threat to your safety or someone else's. Wait a minute, who reported me? Uh, we're not allowed to tell you that, sir, but you've been reported as a threat. You can have your hearing later, but we need to take your weapons now. Is that due process? Because that's how it would work. They're not going to knock and say, police, open up. Just so you know, we're studying you now. We're about to have hearings to determine whether you're not a threat to yourself or other people. And if we do determine you are a threat, we are going to be taking your guns later. Have a nice day, sir. How would that work? Wouldn't a real threat then take his guns prior to having them confiscated and go and commit his his terrible act? The red flag law is an absolute disaster, or red flag laws being pushed by even some conservatives in a knee-jerk reaction to the shootings in El Paso and Dayton. The president is knee-jerk reacting. Uh, I heard uh, uh, a senator this morning on Hugh knee-jerk reacting. I heard uh, numerous other Senator Lindsey Graham is supportive of this in a knee-jerk reaction. It is an absolute non-starter. And I am not funded by the NRA. I don't want to hear any crap about that. It's common sense. You cannot take people's weapons away from them based on somebody else's allegations of their instability. John and Berea, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, John, go ahead. Hi. uh, Going back to the Antifa and the thing that may or may not happen in Portland, I think that the conservative answer, the best one, is to totally buy in 
to the most successful person to change things in uh, the 20th century as Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., who worked hard and instructed his people, and it's very difficult, particularly with the guys who are alpha males, to stand there and quote-unquote take it. But that, I mean, look what the Reverend King Jr. was able to accomplish with his people and what was, when that Bull Connor guy was shooting them with, uh, with water from big hoses and stuff like that, that it, it, it changed, it changed the nation. It's difficult to do, but it's probably the most important thing to do because we know how the, uh, uh the biased media is going to cover things. If a conservative is beating up on somebody, that's going to get all kinds of super play. And on the, on the, uh, then from the other way, it may get some play, but it will get less play because they're biased. So the answer is to try as hard as you can, up to a point, of course, to try as hard as you can to not engage them in the same way, that, uh, in, the, in the same way, in the same violent way. John, here's the thing uh, about your, your comment. Um, your, your, your predicate here is that the extreme right-wing neo-Nazi uh, white supremacist groups are indeed out there and committing violence. And the, the truth of the matter is they didn't, and they don't. In fact, whenever they're given license, they, where they apply for a permit to protest or march or chant or any do any of the other stupid, idiot, ignorant, hateful things that they want to do or say, when they're ignored... They they go away. They're harmless. They they're not smashing cars. They're not punching people. They're not attacking black people or Jews. They're just uh-huh. screaming stupid things, and then their screaming stupid things brings the Antifa idiots armed for battle to the same protest area, and 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 they instigate a, a violent confrontation between the two. That's what happened in Charlottesville. The neo-Nazis were there protesting over the statues and the renaming of parks and stuff. They're, they're, they're stupid, they're racist, they're idiots. We condemn them, we hate them all. But they're allowed to talk. When they start to commit violence, I would never tell anybody they have to accept that violence. They people should be able, be able to defend themselves against violence. But generally speaking... All they're doing is shouting, trying to provoke anger and reactions. Antifa gives them exactly that. They are prepared to fight. They show up again with those, you know, cement cocktails. They show up with their pepper spray. They show up with their bats and their clubs, all masked because they know they're about to commit crimes. They wear these black masks uh, and black gear so they can't be identified by clothing or facial features because they're about to go out there and commit crimes and commit violent assaults on the idiots, uh, by the way, with Chris Cuomo's approval, on the idiots who are just talking. So that's the the thing here. Uh, Your point about Martin Luther King and nonviolent reactions and nonviolent demonstrations, even in the face of violence, is well taken. That's one of the things Martin Luther King's peaceful resistance um, is saluted for and will be in, in the history of history to come. But that's not what's happening here. They're not peacefully resisting the, uh, the, the uh, actions, and it's actually just the words of the, uh, of the neo-Nazi you know, white supremacists and so on and so forth. 
Um, Antifa isn't doing the Martin Luther King thing at all. They're doing just the opposite. They're actually starting the violence. They're actually instigating the violence uh, and creating these conflicts. And that's what's going on. In Portland this week, according to the reports, uh, there are going to be uh, white nationalist groups. They're calling them right-wing in the press. I think that's unfair. But uh, they're calling the, these white nationalist groups are going to be protesting, whatever. They're going to be protesting. They're going to be marching. And if people ignore them, they will march, and then they will go away. But instead of ignoring them, Antifa says, we're going to be there, and it's on. And we're ready to fight. Well, they didn't say they were there to fight. They said they're there to protest. Antifa says, we're here to fight. FBI says, holy God, this is about to explode in Portland this weekend. What's going to happen? I don't know. Thanks so much for the phone call. Uh, let me get a quick time out here. I still want to tell you about Ken Cuccinelli and the unbelievably unfair uh, accusations of the left against the Trump administration over the public charge doctrine signed into law by Bill Clinton in 1996. I want to hit that story, too, before we're done on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to share this with you real quick. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me get Gary because he wants to hit the red flag law, and then i got to pivot to the Cuccinelli story before we're done. Uh, so let's do this in the proper order. Gary and Bria, go right ahead. You're on the air. Uh, it's all right, Bob, uh, because my comment might lead to me getting red flags, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, let me hear it. Come on. No, that was it. That's all I wanted to tell you. Oh, that's it. Okay, you went, yeah. Well, you know that's that's the unique part about this. Seriously, who knows yeah. what it would take to quote unquote, no pun intended, trigger uh, yeah. um, uh, a reporting of you or somebody else to authorities uh, to question your stability and mental capacity to be able to own a gun. Uh, let that's a legitimate question, right? It's a legitimate question. What does it take to trigger an investigation into you? You say the wrong thing on a radio show, you post the wrong thing on a blog, you wear the wrong hat, you have the wrong bumper sticker. I think that person's a dangerous uh, person to himself and others. Uh, he shouldn't have guns. And then, bang, you're now flagged and the system uh, is going to work on you. That absolutely is a legitimate threat. All right, thanks so much for the, uh, for the phone call. I want to uh, get this Ken Cuccinelli story, if I can, please. This is, this is right now trending on, on Twitter is Cuccinelli resign. Cuccinelli resign is trending on Twitter because Ken Cuccinelli has decided to, I don't know, bring about and reinforce the president's decision to enforce the, um, the, um, public charge law that was signed into effect, the public charge doctrine that was signed into effect by William Jefferson Clinton in 1996. The new rule does not affect asylum seekers, refugees, pregnant women, mortgage loans, student loans, or anything else. It's just welfare. Food stamps, cash assistance, and other welfare would count as a negative on applications to become legal permanent residents. The rule goes into effect October 15, 2019, and it's based on a law that was passed in 1996 on a bipartisan basis, says Ken Cuccinelli. Ken Cuccinelli is the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services Acting Director. All right, He was asked a question, and this is where we get to the resign Cuccinelli hashtag that's trending on a social media right now he was asked a question by an npr reporter about the poem which poem you know the poem the poem that's on the statue of liberty does it really say 
that we can limit immigration into this country to people who can pay their own way, people who can, uh, you know, not be, who would not be, um, uh, burdens on the, uh, on the, uh, 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 public welfare system. Well, Cuccinelli's response is what is leading to all of these, um, calls for his resignation now. Uh, it's ridiculous, and I'm trying to find the response now. It seems to have evaded my screen. I've had it for the last two hours. I've been wanting to play this for you, and now suddenly I cannot find it, so my apologies for that. I may end up having to just paraphrase this for you. No, I don't. I'm going to play it for you. Here you go. Almost as long, the words at the base of the Statue of Liberty that read, Give us your tired, your poor. You are implementing a public charge rule for the first time. Is that sentiment, give us your tired, your poor, still operative in the United States? Or should those words come down? Should the plaque come down off the Statue of Liberty? Well, I, I'm certainly uh, not prepared to take anything down off the Statue of Liberty. Um, we, we, uh, we have a, a long history of being one of the most welcoming nations in the world on a lot of bases, whether you be an asylee, whether you be coming here to join your family, or immigrating yourself. This rule will cover, for USCIS, almost 400,000 people a year um, whose applications to become legal permanent residents will include uh, a meaningful analysis of whether they're likely to become a public charge or not. I do not think, by any means, we're ready to take anything off the statute of liberty. All right. It should also be pointed out here, to those who don't understand, the Statue of Liberty poem is, is not a law. It's, it's just that. It's a poem. There's no law that says, give us your tired, your hungry, your poor, blah, 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 blah. The point being that in 1886, when the Statue of Liberty was dedicated, and in the 1900s, when we were receiving scores of immigrants from Europe, all of those people came to this country, number one, legally, and number two, without requesting that the government carry them. They came to the United States ready to work, to learn trades or to practice trades they learned in their own countries, to open businesses, etc., etc. They came to this country to be Americans and to contribute to American greatness. That's the difference between the immigration of of so much of Europe to the United States in the uh, early 1900s and today. Now we have a situation where literally 60%, 60% of legal immigrants coming into the United States are using American welfare benefits in some form or another. 63% of non-citizens here are on welfare. That's 4.6 million households, for goodness sakes. This according to uh, the Census Bureau. So it's a very different time then to now. Cuccinelli is being forced to defend the poem on the Statue of Liberty, and he went ahead and amended it and said, give us your tired, your poor, and your hungry who can stand on their own two feet. And that's why I has everybody calling for his resignation. Why would any country want to intentionally import millions of people who cannot stand on their own two feet, who cannot provide their own way, and rather than contributing to a country, suck the country dry of its resources. Why would anybody want to invite millions of people to do that? That is not what this country was founded on. Our goal should be to continue to be the greatest nation in the history of civilization. We cannot be that if we become everybody's welfare, uh, uh, you know, daddy. 
big daddy government providing welfare to everybody around the world. No, you have to come here, be able to carry your weight, be able to stand on your own two feet, and this is not new ground being pushed by Donald Trump. This is the public charge doctrine, which was passed on a bipartisan basis in 1996 and signed by President William Jefferson Clinton. That's right. St. William the Philanderer himself passed this law, signed this law. Now Donald Trump wants to enforce it, and it's Trump. Who's the bigot? That's going to do it for this edition of the Bob France Authority. Uh, A lot of important information here. If you learned anything new, share it with your friends. Share my podcast, which you can find at whkradio.com. Share it on social media uh, because we have to continue to And We have a country. Larry Elder likes to say this. We have a country to save. And we have to do it one citizen at a time. Share this information. Stereo, Mike Gallagher is coming up next, then Prager, then Dr. G, then Jay Secular Live and Larry Elder. And I'm back tomorrow morning at 9 for the next Bob France Authority. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence.